Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey, I'm Pastor Padrone, and I know, I know, you were expecting the ladies takeover, but as the philosopher Jagger once wisely said, you don't always get what you want, but sometimes you just might find you get what you need, and what you're getting is a special fireside show with yours truly, Pastor Padrone, along with Dave and Confused. Hey. hey, how are you, Dave? Confused. <laughs> Confused, apparently, yes. So, you know, stuff happens, life happens, and uh, we had the punt. The ladies' night is going to be some other time. But mm-hmm. um, while the rest of us didn't, you know, had made plans because, you know, we were expecting the ladies to uh, be able to take over tonight, They'll be back at some point in the future, but uh, Pastor Padrone and uh, Dave did not want you to go without your Monday night entertainment and a episode for next Monday. So we threw something together just for you. And what we're going to be talking about are our favorite fireside or nightcap smokes. And tonight we are smoking one of my favorite nightcap smokes the Romacraft Neanderthal. In this case, it is the Neanderthal HN. It is a Mexican San Andreas wrapper with a Connecticut broadleaf binder, mm-hmm. Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Pennsylvania Green River One Sucker Lajero in the fillet. In short, it's a party in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a box-pressed Robusto Extra Size Cigar. It is four and three quarters by 56. Almost every other uh, blend that Romacraft makes has somewhere in its line a five by 56 box press. For whatever reason, they couldn't make it to five inches with this, but they made it to four and three quarters and the 56 box pressed. And it is a wonderful cigar to finish the day with, whether it be a good day, a bad day, a long day, or a day you just today. want to sit behind, <laughs> like today. Mm. And um, what am I drinking with this? I have a uh, vodka martini here mm-hmm. by the fire. I like to sit by the fire and uh, enjoy a cigar. And uh, Dave, what are you having with uh, your Neanderthal over there? I am drinking some Woodford Reserve. Mm-hmm-hmm. Yummy, mm-hmm. yummy, yummy. Very, very nice. And um, 
what are your first impressions of the uh, Neanderthal H? LH, excuse me, LH. Uh, well, first off, I was really proud of myself on how I cut it because they they do a really neat job of making a flat top of the head. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. impossible to cut. And this is the first time I actually just literally skinned the entire top off perfectly without cutting into the to the shoulder. So you gave it a little scalping. Yeah, it has been scalped. I don't know if it, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll be able to see it, but yeah, there, we there you go. One of the things but, that just I love about this cigar is the smoke that comes out of the head when you draw on it a good couple of times. Here, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's uh, it's an unassuming figurato. You don't look at it when you're looking at them all in the box. You don't notice it, but when you stare at it by itself, you're like, "Hey, wait, that's not straight." You know? Well, this is this actually is straight. Oh, yours is. I guess I didn't yeah. get my H in. <laughs> no, is yours round, Dave? Maybe. Yeah, you got the uh, HN. You got the regular cigar. I this is it. a limited run cigar. Uh, they do it every year, so it's kind of regular production, but it's limited to around a thousand boxes a year, and it comes in boxes of fifteen. Um, the box press version is very, very nice. Dave's is the um, HN. You've got all these different, you know, it's it's the HN, it's the SGP, the HOXD. The LH, you got to kind of know what all these things stand for. And um, well, apparently, uh, Lemondary doesn't have the box press. So says no, no, we were uh, the the uh, hooks at store still has one box left. Mm. So, unfortunately, um, you're smoking but the Neanderthal is still a Neanderthal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Daved and confused. Confused. <laughs> um, I tell you, you know, I, I I don't have the uh, width and breadth of the 724 um, lounge as far as bar stuff goes here, but I knew that a nice vodka martini, James Bond style, mm, shaken not stirred, shaken not stirred, would go very well with this, and. Um, you know the the briny notes. You know, with the of the olives, really kind of play with the earthy and and chocolatey notes of the of the cigar, and it's really really tasty. How's that Wood, Woodford going with that, Dave? Um, the the Woodford Reserve is bringing out um, a lot of the spice in the retrohale. It's keeping it there, I should say, because there is spice in the mm-hmm. retrohale, anyways. Um, it's making the uh there you go. Feel free to say something, Dave. It's making the um there's a lot of it's bringing out a lot of the earth, I think. Yeah. Um and it's still very smooth and the smoke is creamy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the vodka martini here is taking away some of the spice on the cigar, but I tell you, it is burning perfect. Perfect mm-hmm. burn on that there cigar. 
And, uh, you know, my camera's, you know, a good six feet from me um, so that you can see the fire that I'm sitting in front of here. But uh, great, great burn on this cigar here. It's fantastic. So one of the things that I thought we could talk about a little bit, Dave, is, you know, what are your favorite nightcap kind of cigars to have? You know, for me, it'd be Fireside. For you, it'd be Nightcap. You know, what are the cigars, you know, at the end of the day, when you really want to have a nice cigar, what are the cigars that uh, come to mind? This is certainly mm. one of mine, the Neanderthal, yep. no matter what Definitely shape Definitely one is. of mine. Yep. You know, it's a richer, fully-bodied uh, cigar, always performs well, um, lots and lots of flavor. It's a good, strong, robust, full-bodied cigar. Um, but what, what would be one of your choices, Dave? Uh, one of my top choices for a nightcap would be, um, oh, of course, now the name excludes. Oh, excludes a padron, a padron exclusivo Maduro. Oh, that's nice. You know, nice price range, great, absolutely phenomenal for the price range, actually, for thirteen dollars. Yeah, um, and that's that's definitely one of my favorites to smoke at night. Yeah, that's like smoking chocolate. Mm -hmm. That's that's one of the cigars that got me my nickname, Pastor Padron. Yep. Smoking those and the uh, three thousand Maduro. Yeah, almost I'm pretty exclusively. Sure the exclusivo, pretty sure the exclusivo was the first cigar we shared together. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's one of my favorites. And like you said, it's 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 a really really good super premium cigar. And the price is not really super premium. So nope. it's it's something that you can get and enjoy and have a good time with. Um, kind of along the same lines, one of mine is the uh, uh, Padron 1926, number 48, mm. the TAA, the Maduro specifically. Um, and again, that's, you know, it's, it's most 1926 series of the Padron have a real kind of strong peppery spice to them. And for whatever mm. reason, maybe it's the ring gauge, um, the pepper isn't quite as there as some of the others. Uh, like I, I really enjoy the number six and the 35. Um, if I want that really kind of nice peppery kick, but if you want something that's got the pepper, but it's still a very smooth chocolatey cigar, the number 48 is just fantastic. That's got to be one of my favorite Padron sizes right now. Mm. Has been for a while, actually. And so another, another one of my, another one would be um, the. Uh, oh yes. man, why can't I get it? The Syndicato um, Maduro Toro. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. a good full-bodied, rich one too. You know, that's another one of my favorites that I, I just, uh, it's, it's another one that's very, um, it's very, it's a little rough. It's got, you know, cocoa and espresso. Um, yep. That's absolutely, it, it's a very, I don't know, it's almost like a, to me, it's almost like a, you know, like a, like a bourbon or something that you get that warm feeling in your cheeks. Uh, mm -hmm. it, 
very comforting cigar, I think. Yeah, definitely so. Um, you know, another one of mine is the uh, Placencia Almaforte Nestor Four, the box press Toro. Mm. That's it, and that's similar in profile to the Padron. It's it's like smoking a big bar of chocolate, but it's a bigger bar of chocolate. It's, yes, it is. It's a little bit more pricey. It's a little bit more pricey. That's you know that's around twenty bucks a stick. Mm-hmm. That said, it's two two and a half hours of smoking. A Padron is maybe an hour fifteen, hour and a half. You, you get a, a lot more time in when you um, um do the uh, Alma Forte there, which I really really like. What's another one of yours there, Dave? Mm. Um, another one that I commonly smoke at night <laughs> is going to be the Laroma La Aroma de Cuba Robusto. Oh my uh, gosh! Come on, that that's day. your favorite uncapped cigars. Come on, <laughs> that's my that's my that favorite all the all time. time. I do what? have it all the time. No, I have no, it at no. night that too. Can't be, that have can't it in the be morning. Your favorite uncapped cigars. That's like saying, you know. I like my macanudo at night with my warm <laughs> milk. Yeah, please. Come on. Come on. Uh, you serious? Yeah. I like what I like. Yeah. Yes, apparently you do. Yeah. Apparently you do. Let me uh, let me see. Uh, well, okay. If you if you want me to name something different, I'll say the uh the knuckle dragger from Romacraft. Oh, the knuckle dragger. That is a very yummy uh, it's it's a nice short smoke. So if you're you know if you've been you just want, you want a cigar but you don't want to be smoking forever, uh, but you want that you want that umph that you get from a really good cigar. It's like perfect. You get everything in a small package. It's awesome. Mm. You know another one of mine is the uh, Tabernacle Havana Seed Connecticut 142 Toro. The Toro size mm. specifically, that's that uh, Havana Seed 142 wrapper, San Andreas binder, and then Honduran and Nicaraguan in the filler. And to me, that's one of Nick Melillo's best cigars. That flavor profile is so great, so smooth, medium bodied. You know, and this would be a night when I wanted something a little bit less, you know, full-bodied you know if i mm-hmm. wanted a nice smooth full flavored but a, a medium-bodied cigar um that would definitely be what i'd pick uh, that is a fantastic fantastic stick and I, I love the robusto size too the corona as well but i think the toro is my favorite uh, size in that mm-hmm. another one of my uh favorites is uh the Room 101 Farce Maduro. Oh, that's, yeah, you, you're naming all these strong, super over-the-top cigars. I like, well, I don't like white cigars, because <laughs> I can't taste You don't them. like white Farce. cigars? Light. 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 Oh. Light cigars, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my palate was not made for light cigars. No. Well, you know, when you... Mm-hmm. Uh, Smoke cigarettes for 25 years, you can't have light cigars anymore. <laughs> no bodied stuff. You know. Yep. Um, another, you know, when I, 
that said, when I want something even lighter, like a lighter medium bodied cigar, and you know, I'm mm. maybe I've been smoking all day or I don't I don't want something so heavy. Um I think another one of my favorite nightcap fireside cigars is the Hammer and Sickle EPH Torpedo. Um, the wrapper binder filler on that's all undisclosed. Um, the only thing I can really say about it is that uh, um, Eric Wentworth, who's the VP for Hammer and Sickle, you know, had a big hand in blending that cigar. Oh, and the EPH. Oh. It's so good. You know, it's, you know, I, I really appreciate that cigar. I, I wish that, um, I wish that it was more available. I feel kind of uh, like I'm chintzing everybody giving that as an example, because there were only 250 boxes made. <laughs> yeah. They didn't go everywhere. No. Um, uh, we got a lion's share. We're, I know we're that. fortunate. We're fortunate. Well, twins, twins got 50 boxes. We were one of uh, Eric Hansen's favorite uh, shops. And uh, so we got 50 of those. And um, I'm very glad we did. You know, I hope mm. they bring them back at some point when, we, when we're getting low. That is just so smooth, leathery coffee notes, some cedar and going it's on. Sweet. It's got it's like a weird sweetness to it. And it's a crazy. It's a crazy, sweet, creamy, but it's not light. At all, and, and you know, mm. as stretch it means it's a straight-on medium cigar, and um, but it is so smooth, it's just a fantastic, fantastic cigar. Mm. I think I have more favorites, I, Dave. Yeah, I got, I all, yeah. I, I got two. Yeah. I got two more. What's more? Yeah. I got um, um, well, for a lighter one is the uh, Superfly Connecticut Corona. Oh um, yeah. And the uh, that is just, I love that cigar. And then on the flip side is the, the you know the the regular Superfly Corona. That little guy is a firecracker. Mm. You know, Kirk Kendall's watching Dave. So behave mm. yourself. What's up, Kirk? Might want to turn that hat around. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. And, you know, uh, my fifth, um, uh, it, it's so funny. I saw his comment. My fifth cigar for, <laughs> you actually did. That's awesome. Um, he turned his hat around, folks. He turned his hat around. Um, my fifth <laughs> cigar that I really enjoy for a, for a nightcap, and I've done this a couple of times myself, is the original uh, 724 Lancero. Mm -hmm. That is Bad. a fantastic fantastic cigar and kurt that really was on my list uh so <laughs> i know you're thinking that i did it just because but it really was on my list um you know i, I i'm a big fan of lanceros and i think that's one of the best lanceros out there um cedary woody leather notes it's got a great amount of spice you really mm -hmm. get that Matafina uh, wrapper on that ring gauge. Love it's that. a truly Lancero. And um, that, you know, the uh, cedar sleeve that it's in just really, I think, ends up making a lot of difference on the cigar. It's fantastic. 
Did you uh, have any uh, Lanceros on your list, Dave? I did not have any Lanceros on my list, Dan. Not for a nightcap, no. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> I was ending with the 724, but, uh, you know, you, you got to go with what you can go with. But so, if I was going to pick one, I would say it would be uh, uh, the Southern Draw Thorn. The Southern Draw Thorn? Yeah. In the um, um, is that the, the Connecticut Rose one? Line. Yeah, yeah. In the Rose yep. line, yeah. That's a nice cigar too. Another nice Lancero. That's that's my favorite size in the Rose of Sharon line, by far. Very very got nice. Like, got like a nice citrus thing to it. Um, mm -hmm. It's beautiful, beautiful cigar. Mm. So, Dave, let me let me ask you some some questions here, and you feel free to ask me something. You know, I've, sure. I've, I've put together some questions, but you you mm. feel free, Dave, because this is probably going to be a short show. It's just the two of us. <laughs> we don't have Nick, you know, talking about everything. We don't have Paul to go to for the news or his great comments. You know, all the women are gone, so you know. you, you, we we, we got to work real hard tonight to uh, get through this cigar here. When you're having your nightcap cigar, your fireside cigar, yeah, do you, in the best of all possible worlds, would you prefer to have it inside or outside? Um, in the best of all pops possible worlds, worlds, I would prefer. <laughs> I would prefer to have it outside. I like smoking outside a lot. And if it was yeah. nice out and a reasonable temperature, I, I would totally love being outside. There's nothing like fresh air. Um, <laughs> I would be. Fresh air. I, yeah. I would love. I would love to be outside. If it if it was uh, if it was like in perfect conditions, absolutely, anytime. Yeah. Now, would that include like sitting at a fire outside, or would that be like just sitting outside? Oh. No, most definitely with a fire outside. But well, if there's a fire inside, I'd rather sit inside. If there's a fire involved, I want to be near the fire. Period. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> I love <like> fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is one of my favorite places. Usually, um, you know, three seasons out of the year, you know, I'm out on the porch if I'm having a cigar or enjoying a pipe or something at the end of the day. Um, I'm fortunate I have a nice um, three season screened in porch. Uh, so the bugs are outside, but you're inside, but you're still seeing outside. It's, uh, really, really nice. But during the, mm -hmm. these cold months, late fall and into winter, I'm allowed to, uh, smoke in this wonderful room that you're seeing here. Well, I got a question for you, Dan, and I got a, I got a question for the chat too. Um, mm -hmm. So one thing I've asked a lot of customers over the weekend um, is what they were picking out going to be what they were smoking for Thanksgiving. Um, ah. I already have my Thanksgiving cigars ready for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, and that was that's my question. Do you already have your Thanksgiving cigar? Like, is it set? Or are you just going to wait to the last minute? Or And, and then, of course, what are they? <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Thanksgiving this year is going to be weird, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we're all, you know, 
COVID it in. You can't have a lot of people over, you know, and, and um, we were the, the original plan for May was to have, was to get together at my um, sister-in-law's and uh, get together with um, my wife's dad, um, who, you know, recently, you know, lost his wife and we didn't want him yeah. to be alone for Thanksgiving and everything. So we were all going to get together, but with all the, the cases of COVID kind of spiking around, um, the, you know, it, it's just not going to happen. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm really sad about that. That said, it means that I will be able to enjoy my Thanksgiving cigar here by the fire, um, taking my time. And it is a Padron 50th Maduro. Mm. I always try and treat myself to a really, really good cigar on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, as I said last week, is one of my favorite holidays. And it's one of my favorite holidays because it's focused on what you have, not on what you don't have. And it's, you know, you're thinking about your blessings, what's good, what you're thankful for. Now, this year it might be harder to be thinking about what you're thankful for, but uh, it's especially this year. I think that's really important to realize all the blessings that you have in spite of everything that has gone on. You know, I know, Dave, you know, you and I, we've been through a lot together. It's been a tough year for both of us, um, you know, um, not the least of which was the year started with us losing our dad. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's almost been, been a year. I can't believe it. Yeah, his birthday was just last Wednesday. Yep. And, um, you know, that was that was a tough day for me. Um, I'm sure it was for you, too. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, it's up in the air what, you know, my, I have a, a daughter who's in the hospital too. And, um, um, it's up in the air, what we're doing with her for Thanksgiving. Um, I might be, um, you know, going down there for that, but then again, the whole COVID thing might be stopping that from happening. Right. Uh, which would really stink. So, but that's that's the cigar I have in store. I have been saving it uh, since I uh, got it for Thanksgiving, uh, Padron 50th, um, and not not the little 50th that comes in the box, one of those big anniversary cigars that comes in the mm. big uh, humidor that was yeah, the big fifty dollar uh, ones, yeah, yeah, a forty dollar cigar that was uh, blended by Nelson Alfonso who. Is the Ooh. guy behind the Byrons and Atabays? Mm -hmm. um, yep. He also well, he also uh, designed the humidor for them too for the fiftieth. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue into mine. I'm going to be smoking a uh, Byron Poema. Ooh, the Petit Poema. Yeah. The Petit Poema. Yep. And I have a second one poema? if I have time, uh, which is. Uh, since my birthday is Thanksgiving, Paul got me on a Placencia Elma Fuerte. See if I can get that in there without getting. Which so, size is that? Um, I, um, is it the hex press cigar? No, but it is. Does it is it? It's definitely box press, but it is not hex press. It's not the six two. 
Okay, so that's probably the Nestor Four. Toro. Yeah, I believe it's in the. Is it a six-inch cigar? Yes. Yeah, that's that's one of that was one of my favorite mm. uh, fireside cigars, Dave. Mm. So you'll have to like start a fire in your living room. And <laughs> I'll put a fire on the TV. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the TV with a little fireplace thing going. Either that, or I'm having mom at my house. So yeah, well, it's your maybe birthday I'll... too. Thanksgiving's your birthday, right? Yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I'll drop her off and then crash crash her party at your house and smoke with you. <laughs> ah. Yeah. My party is just gonna be me. Mm-hmm. Me, the wife, and the girls, the estrogen palace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we can bring a little testosterone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Wouldn't be a bad thing at all here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, again, if you're doing your nightcap cigar, Dave, mm. would you rather be by yourself or with somebody else? <coughs> Well, considering when I do a nightcap cigar, I'm at home by myself. I would prefer to be by myself. <laughs> you would prefer to be by yourself. I would. You know, I, I think a, a nightcap cigar is a time of reflection. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you just want to go through what's gone through the day and um, reflect. Um, it's no distraction on relaxing. True so, that. True that. You know, I I appreciate it. I mean, if I was going to have, if I if I wanted, if I was seeking something else, I'd probably just go to London Dairy Twins and hang out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's either here or there. Which for you've me. done. No I know you've done that before, yeah. Dave. Yep. You seek out the ladies of the Seven Twenty Four Lounge. Mm-hmm. Now, how's the cigar going for you? Oh, it's burning like a champ. Um, the uh, the spice has kind of calmed down for me with the drink. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still really used to, um, smooth and creamy. I got a lot of earth and leather. Oh. It's such a well-made cigar. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's amazing to me how this martini has calmed the spice on this cigar. Usually, even in the retro, the the spice on this is really over the top, and it's not at all. I mean, it's still there, but it really has calmed it down a lot. I'm getting, so I'm able to appreciate more of the cocoa, earthy, woody notes, the coffee notes of the cigar. I love San Andreas wrapper. It's one of my favorite wrappers. My second favorite rapper is Connecticut Broadleaf, so I'm like getting oh, yeah. everything I love all at once. You know, it's one of my fantastic. one of my favorite rappers right now is uh, the Pennsylvania Broadleaf, and oh yeah, it's hard sure. to find anything with it. Um, so I picked up uh, what's that AJ Fernandez that has it? I picked up one of those. That has I don't remember off Pennsylvania top of my Broadleaf. Head. I mean, he makes so many millions of things. Yeah. For everybody. <clears throat> the last call. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a great cigar. You know mm. why that's called the last call, Dave? No, actually I do not, Dan. Well, it used to be 
when he did, you know, you can, you can go on tours at his factory mm -hmm. and the last cigar of the night that would be handed out on the tour was that cigar. It was called the mm -hmm. last call. It was the last cigar. And he then put that into regular production. But that's what that cigar is. It was, it was originally a uh, factory tour cigar and the last cigar of the night. That was a yep. nightcap cigar. Yep, that was a discussion I had with Paul earlier, and I was um, I forgot how the Pennsylvania broadleaf came up, but mm -hmm. um, I said, you know, I haven't had that many cigars with it, and I said, what's a good one? And so he mentioned that one, and I picked it up. Right. Now, when you're having your nightcap cigar, Dave, mm -hmm. fireside cigar, would you rather be listening to music, just kind of chilling out, or reading a book, or watching TV? Um, my typical nightcap consists of uh, um, a cigar Gosh. and a and uh, uh, Sam Adams <laughs> and uh, the Blacklist right now. I'm and the Blacklist. Yeah, I'm on uh, season six right now. You're on season six. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Just yep. two more seasons to go. Yep. How, what's your so favorite thing it. about the show so far? Um, I'm I'm so impressed with James Spader. Um, so the the like pretty much before Blacklist, the first and last time I saw him was in Stargate. Mm -hmm. So and then to see him in Blacklist was like a culture shock. It was just like, what happened to that nerdy little geek dude? You know, and, <laughs> and now he's like this. You know, badass criminal, and he's playing it perfectly. You know, he totally and pulls it off. Totally pulls it off, and I'm just like, you know, he is my most favorite bad guy ever. You know, mm -hmm. um, and he is ruthless in the show. He's absolutely yeah. ruthless, and yeah. it's it's crazy. It's it's a really well made show. I feel like I haven't enjoyed a show that much uh, since Fringe. Mm. And I was really happy. The last episode we had had the guy that played Walter and Fringe in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember. Was so happy. He plays such a good mad scientist, and he was a mad scientist in this one, too. <laughs> and it was just perfect. The guy is just an amazing actor. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Great, great guy. I know who you're talking about. Okay. His name escapes me right yeah, now. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Denethor in Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, whoever that guy was, maybe somebody wa watching the show can let us know who that is. Mm. Have you looked at any of the comments? Um, I wonder no if comments any, as of late. I wonder if anybody uh, has uh, shared what their favorite nightcap cigars are. Not yet. Everybody's kind of quiet. Maybe we're just oh. like filling the noise for them as their nightcap cigar. <laughs> All right, so you're into you're into watching the blacklist right now. Um, mm -hmm. Are there are there is that you like those kind of shows? I love those kinds of shows. The only other thing that we were watching besides that was uh, uh, Trial Four. Oh yeah, that's right, Scott Keller's yeah uh, documentary. Yeah, well, it's not his documentary, but um, yeah, he's a. Uh, employee of twins and he had a hand in that documentary so of course we're all interested in that 
that's on my uh, that's coming up on my watch list. I had to finish some things first. I was I was uh, binge watching Black Sails on Hulu. Mm, that's on my list. Yeah. Yep. And Black Sails uh, takes place a few years before Treasure Island. Oh, and okay. it it sets up Treasure Island, so it ends where Treasure Island picks up. And so it's those characters and how did they get to where they are, you know, in, in you know, at least this scenario. Um, and what a well-done show. Great, 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 great job. Toby Stevens uh, plays Captain Flint. Um, Toby Stevens is a, uh, everything I see him in, I just think he's fantastic. He's he's the lead in uh, Netflix um remake of uh, uh lost in space have you seen that dave i i watched the first season of it yeah yeah toby stevens is the father in that show and in black sails he's he's the lead character uh captain flint one of the uh, big pirates and he does such a he's just such a great such a great job all right so We've talked for a while about this. We've smoked for a while. We've been uh, enjoying drinking. What's what's the final verdict here on the Neanderthal, Dave? Is this a good uh, nightcap cigar? Absolutely. Uh, it just burns wonderfully. Um, the earthy and leatheriness, the spices, the retrohail, the smoke. Mm -hmm. um, there's smoke nothing not to love about this. Mm -hmm. mm. This is this is one of the smokiest cigars there is. I mean, you just yeah. see the smoke coming out of the head of this thing. It's just amazing. It's just fantastic. It's so rich and there's just so many flavors going on. It's amazing. I had one customer tell me that he was really disappointed in the Neanderthal because it just didn't taste like much. And I just yeah. kind of looked at him and blinked I'm like, your taste buds must be dead, dude, because my taste buds are like, you know, flipping and doing cartwheels right now. There's so much going on with the cigar. And it is so, you know, it is such a tasty cigar. It goes and it goes fantastic with this martini. It's just just amazing. Didn't didn't Brett punk you with a, a Neanderthal once? Yeah, he did. Brett's. Um, one of our employees, the twins, and uh, um, the great. Story. I gave I gave him a Neanderthal to to try one night, and um, when he went up to the bar to work, and uh, I closed everything down, I went upstairs to to get a drink and see how he was and what he thought about the cigar. Bless <coughs> you, me. and. He held up the Neanderthal, which had been burned like maybe a quarter of an inch. And then he said, Dan, this is what I think of your Neanderthal. And he threw it into the trash. And <laughs> I like made this audible gasp, <gasps> like that was a sin to do, which it would be. <laughs> it, a is. Sin it is. To a leave sin. that cigar oh. there. That's a sin to leave your Neanderthal like that. Shame. Oh, and. Man. I just couldn't believe that he didn't like it. You know, in my mind, it was right up his flavor profile. He likes a stronger cigar. 
It's a cigar. You know, one of the reasons I like this cigar so much as a tobacconist is that it relights really well. You know, being a tobacconist, especially at a busy store like Twins, there's a lot going on. And if you're, you know, trying to to have a cigar while you're working, you're going to be putting it down to help customers to go into the humidor. And you're going to have to relight it a few times. And there's some cigars that after a couple, three times of relighting them, they're just not the same anymore, no matter what that happened to me today. You know. And I um, one cigar for my entire shift today. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Could... Well, that's Londonderry for you, Dave. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, um, but the, but the Neanderthal is an exception to that. It relights really, really well. And so that's one of the reasons I like it. So I couldn't believe he didn't like this cigar. And right. he saw the look on my face. I guess I went pale or something. And um, then then he told me that he found that cigar. Somebody had left it and pulled out his cigar that he had been smoking and said that he really enjoyed it. But I was they were all laughing at me because I was just so mortified that he threw out the cigar after just a quarter of an inch of smoking it. True. Yeah. Hashtag truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. when, he, when he told me that, I probably laughed for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally punked me. Totally punked me. I completely bought into it. But um, <laughs> if, if there was a, a cigar, if there was a brand that could make me give up the past of Padron moniker for something else, like the Reverend of Roma. Yep. This, this is a good contender for that. It ain't going to happen, people, but it's a contender. I got to, I got to tell you, I really enjoy Roma craft stuff. And then the Neanderthal is at the top of my list. Um, Really so Rod's, fantastic cigar. Rod's nightcap is the Perdomo 20th anniversary Maduro Epicure. Oh, that's a fantastic cigar, Rod. That's a mm-hmm. fantastic cigar. Another really rich, chocolatey cigar. I think that's one of my favorite Perdomo offerings. That would certainly <clears throat> be a great nightcap cigar. I'd be very, very happy with that. In fact, I've done one. that before. Another one he likes is the uh, Mambacho Liga Maestro Novilo. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd like us to review something from Mambacho. Oh, well, we carry some Mambacho cigars, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we could do that. I think we could make that happen for you, Rod. Those are very good cigars. They mm-hmm. they are, you know, one of those hidden gems at Twins. They're They're... They're one of those cigars that can, just gets passed over for some reason. Um, but it's a really, really good cigar. Very fantastic. All right. Well, we know that the Neanderthal makes the list for a good nightcap cigar. What about pipe tobacco? Mm. I know that, you know, means that Kurt will be leaving the show if he hasn't already. <laughs> but... We're going to talk about some good nightcap pipe tobacco in just a minute. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
We're live. Mm. Hello, everyone. Welcome Hello. to the Fireside Chat with Pastor Padrone and Dave Didn't Confused. Mm. Hello. Hello. And we are continuing our talk of uh, fireside tobaccos, you know, nightcap tobaccos, things to end the day with. If you're sitting in front of a fire, in front of a nice chair, like I am here. And uh, tonight, what Dave and I are both smoking is Esoterica's Dunbar. And it is one of my favorite, favorite Virginia Periques. And one of my favorite nightcap tobaccos. Unlike uh, the Neanderthal, this is more of a medium bodied smoke. It's got a little bit more nuance to it. It's got mm -hmm. um, a lot going on. There are uh, seven different kinds of Virginias in here, along with some Greek. And I it's I like a, it. it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, tobacco here. From the uh, uh, Tobacco Reviews website, since nothing's really put on tins anymore, what used to be on the tin is on that website and it says uh, mature recipe of seven types of Virginia tobaccos blended with Louisiana Perique, lightly pressed for several days to mellow the mixture and then cut into flakes and rubbed up. A high quality blend with a savory taste and a fine bouquet, an outstanding tobacco with a rich depth of flavor. Mm, what a wonderful thing. It is manufactured by J.F. Germain and Son, uh, uh, Virginia Perique, like we said, a vapor blend, and uh, no flavorings on this, and it is ready rub, meaning <clears throat> that it is pressed into a cake, cut into flakes, and then rubbed back out so that you're not getting flakes anymore, but you're getting kind of uh, uh, very thick, long ribbons very thick, long ribbons, which are basically little bits of flake. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's what you're getting with this. And um, for this it tobacco, I, I am sticking with a martini, but I am going with the uh, Empress 1908 uh, with a little bit of elderflower in there. And nice. That sweetness just is going fan freaking tastic with this tobacco. Are you and still I'm, doing the uh, Woodford? Yes, I am still with the Woodford Reserve. Nom nom. Mm. And it is pairing very well, bringing out all of the yumminess of the Virginias. Mm -hmm. By that, I mean the dried fruits, the breads, the haze. Um, mm maybe a little fig. Um, mm -hmm. The retro hail is absolutely am amazing because of the perique. Gives it that nice, slight, mild, warm spice or, or floral note. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a definite floral note to this. I mean, this tobacco is just so pleasing in so many ways. And... Yeah, but, uh, you know, I know so definitely many people. Got a lot of dry out. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. Um, anything by Esoterica needs about like eight weeks to <laughs> be a little facetious out. there, but not really. 
Yeah. Yeah. The only thing worse is probably like brown or black Irish eggs. Yeah, there's a very high moisture content in this. So you're probably going to see us relighting a lot. These are mm -hmm. new tins that uh, we are smoking from here. Um, but, you know, like Dave said, you know, fruity notes, bread, hay, um, some raisiny-like spice, hints of figs here and there. And, you know, the bowl changes as you go down the bowl. Um because it's a little bit moist from being a newly opened tin, you're probably going to see us relighting more than we usually do on the show. But uh, really, really good stuff. This is a fantastic, fantastic tobacco. And the uh, 1908 um, martini here is going great. I figured that the straight vodka martini, um, you know, with the olives would really kind of clash in a bad way with this tobacco. And mm -hmm. the 1908 is just so sweet and gentle. It kind of brings out the sweetness of the Virginias. It's really making them play really, really well on the palate. It's a very, very nice pairing here. Um, what are some of your favorite type nightcaps, Dave? Um, one of my favorites is, uh, Awakened Elder mm. by Cornell and Deal. Um, that is a absolutely wonderful, um, I believe it's a, uh, it's, it's gotta have like a Rican Latakia in it. I think it's Latakia forward. Um, it's, it's like a mesquite barbecue bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it, that has Latakia in it, I know. Um, I can't remember the other ingredients off the top of my head. But yeah, uh, I, I know that's on been one of your favorite tobaccos <laughs> since you got it. Yep. Mm. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Woodford is doing a great job of um, amplifying the, the sweetness of the Virginias. Mm. Yeah, the 1908, um, Empress 1908 with the elderflower is just totally making the Virginias uh, come a little bit more forward in this than they normally would, um, although they're always a major player in this blend. But, uh, you know, you can smell the Perique, you know, off the room note and everything. It's just a great, smooth, complex tobacco. You know, seven different kinds of Virginias. I mean, come on. It's amazing. Mm. Did, um, they, did they did they say anything about what they were, like brights or or matures or um no, not not mm. on the not on the uh uh tobacco reviews, you know, main main site. Um I believe it's from a, a number of different continents, too. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it, it just, it's, it's just it's really, really good. If you want a complex, nuanced, medium-bodied, you know, nice, flavorful way to close out your night with your pipe. Now, I know everyone's going to say Penzance. But, you know, everybody says Penzance. Yeah. But <clears throat> truth be told... This is an amazing, amazing tobacco. 
And well, Penzance is like it's like it's fantastic, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's not like you can smoke that all day. Right, know? right. It's and, incredibly rich. Mm-hmm. Now that's why that's what makes it a great nightcap tobacco, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I'll be honest. I smoked so much Latakia forward stuff when I started smoking a pipe that I really can't do it all the time now. So a bowl here or there or a bowl and I'm done is, is kind of where I'm at. So, you know, I have my little stash of Penzance here, but I don't break it out that often because, mm-hmm. you know, the English mixtures are not really where my palate is right now. Um, they've moved on to other things, for better or worse. <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one of my favorite nightcap tobaccos is Speakeasy by Cornell and Teal. Um, mm-hmm. That's, you know, Kentucky, Perique, Virginia, mostly Virginia, pressed with some rum, some really good rum. You know, that's one of the things I love about Cornell and Deal. You know, they don't use rum flavoring. If something is flavored with rum, it's flavored with rum and not just low shelf crap. It's good quality rum. You know, if it's flavored with tequila, it's got good tequila in it. And Mm -hmm. it's not like that, you know, when you do everything with the mixing and then the aging and then the airing out, there's no alcohol left behind, but they're not using cheap stuff. And I really like that about Cornell and Deal. Um, yeah. They make great stuff. And Speakeasy is just a wonderful Navy blend. It's a fantastic, fantastic thing. And, you know, it's one of their um, seller series blends. And mm-hmm. it's real, it, you know, tastes really good now, but they're telling you it's really going to taste unbelievable in about 10, 15 years. Now, Pastor Padron's being honest here. I ain't waiting 10 or 15 years. Nope. <laughs> That's you know, why you just got to buy a lot of tins. There has been a speakeasy tin in my collection that has lasted more than a couple of months, let alone a decade. Um, but fantastic, fantastic stuff. And if it really does get better, year after year after year. I can only imagine because the stuff that comes out when you just get the tin from the store and opening it up and open it up, it's fantastic. What's another one of yours, Dave? Another one that um, I've pretty much gone through the tin really fast. I don't, I probably have like a bowl or two left in it is the, uh, the golden days of yore. Uh, mm. So the, the seasons, I love the Christmas it. blend. Yeah, it's a Christmas blend from Cornell and Deal. Smoking a spice cake right at the end of the night, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you love a good aromatic, that's it's hard to beat that. I like that better than the, uh, um, the corn cob pipe and butter pipe, which I which I really liked. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because it's like a medium bodied aromatic. It's not a mm-hmm. it's not a weak aromatic, which is unusual. No. No, not at all. Let me clean out my pipe a little bit here. Mm. Another one of my favorites, 
one of my big favorites, to be totally honest, for a good nightcap, go with Hogarth's Dark Bird's Eye. Mm. I love that shag, babe. Mm. I really Not a lot of shags. Not a lot of shags out there. That is a Kentucky and Virginia blend. It is a shag. And um, that means it's easy to pack, easy to light. Although, again, being a, a Gawith Hogarth blend, very similar to the um, uh, Esoterica we're smoking, it's it's it needs some dry time. Mm-hmm. But, man, that is like the espresso of pipe tobacco. It is good, strong stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and... It is such a great nightcap cigar. You want something to put you in a real pipe tobacco dance that you can go to. Oh, excuse me. It's a really great pipe tobacco. If you want something to put you in a real mellow mood so that you can go to bed and have real pleasant dreams, mm-hmm. count sheep. Bird's eye. That's a great tobacco there. You got another one, Dave? Mm-hmm. Um, also from um, from the Gowith guys is uh, Brown Number 4. Oh, Samuel Gallup. Number four. hmm 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 That's some good stuff. That's some very strong tobacco. That's some it's a barbecue in your mouth, man. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I have a it's a hard choice between smoking that and uh the uh the awakened elder. It's a hard choice for me. I don't. I haven't really decided. I keep going back and forth on which one I like the most. So to end the night with, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are sometimes you're in the mood for barbecue. Mm. <clears throat> you know, sometimes you're in the mood for that. Uh, you know, smoky, savory goodness. That's a uh, Candela. Mm-hmm. Now, another one of my favorites is McBaron's Navy Flake. Mm. That's a burly Cavendish in Virginia with just a little bit of rum. And I tell you, that stuff smells and tastes like banana nut bread. Mm. I can't get away from that. I stick to it. It's banana nut bread. Sometimes you don't want like rough in your face stuff. You want something a little sweet. You want something a little smooth. You think there's honey in there? No, there's not. It's just a little bit of rum. It's banana nut bread. It's really, really good. Creamy, smooth, medium-bodied, wonderful, wonderful navy blend. Amazing, amazing flake. Just great stuff. Great stuff. Mm. Got another one, you I do. Some good old spark plug. Spark plug. A little GLP's mm. action. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. What do you like about spark plug, Dave? Um, again, it's a you know, it's a you know, Latakia forward and mm-hmm. it's a it's it's a spark plug, you know? Mm-hmm. It it gets you going. Or you know, for me it kind of like it's it's like the you know, like smoking a Neanderthal. It's like a really, a really good, strong blend. Yep. And it just, it's like a. I feel like it's a really nice, strong comfort smoke. Mm. 
Strong comfort smoke. Do you have any other comfort smokes, Dave? Yes. Um, also, and probably another aromatic um, would be Haunted Bookshop. Haunted Bookshop is not an yeah. aromatic. Yeah, it feels like a little aromatic to me. No, no. There is absolutely no flavorings, toppings, or anything on the tobacco at all. Because it's very nutty. It is very nutty. But mm. that's that's the Burleys. The Burleys are very, very nutty. Mm. And... Um, that's one of the rare tobaccos that has no toppings, no casings, no, there's nothing on the tobacco at all. It's mm. just straight tobacco. It is a beautiful blend. It is a beautiful blend. It's one of my favorites. For people who are trying to get into, who are wanting to try pipes, who are coming from cigars, that's one of my favorite blends to start them with. One, because yep. kind of like the Virginia um, kind of like the um, uh, Esoterica Dunbar that we're smoking tonight. It's a it's a ready rubbed kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's very easy to light. It's very easy to pack your pipe with the stuff. It's n not near as damp as this stuff is. <laughs> No, nope, so, it's very you know, dry and very ready to go. Starting, if you're just starting to learn how to use a pipe, it's great to pack, it's great to light, and it smokes kind of similar to a cigar. It's it's very much like smoking a nice medium-bodied Habano, very nutty, very flavorful, very tobacco-forward. It's a wonderful, wonderful blend by Cornell and Deal. That now, there are occasions in which I like ending the night with a nice English tobacco. You know, like I've said, you know, strong Latakia forward stuff is, you know, I smoked so much of it, I kind of burned myself out on. But every once in a while, you've got some what you want. And what you want is what you want. And when I want a really good English tobacco or Balkan kind of blend tobacco, my go-to is the Seattle Pipe Club Plum Pudding Special Reserve. Mm, you saw that my stuff, one. That, was... that stuff is amazing. Mm -hmm. Cavendish, Latakia, Orientals, Perique, Virginia. Just about it's everything that the, there is out there to make the whole pot from is in there. And it is so smooth. It's amazing. Now, I have smoked um, Plum Pudding Special Reserve side by side with Esoterica's Penzance. And I'm hard pressed to tell the difference. Maybe it's me. I don't know. But I think they're very, very similar blends. And Penzance is so hard to come by. And uh, the Plum Pudding Special Reserve is not so hard to come by. And it is so, so tasty. Um, if you're in the mood for something English, you want something rich and decadent to end the night, 
that's the way to go, guys. It's it's amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. You got anything else, Dave? No, you stole my last one. Oh, Plum Pudding Special Reserve? Yep. What do you like about it? I like how smooth and rich it is. And I feel like if I if I had a blind test, I could totally tell the difference between um Penzance and, and plum pudding. Yeah. To me, well, I feel yeah. like I feel like um plum pudding has like more of like a dry taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Where um the uh, I think it's pretty much due to the to the you know the wetness that you always get with like Penzance with esoterica stuff. Um, yeah, if it's open, fresh. I'll tell you something, Dave. Sometime we'll have to do it. You smoke it blind, side by side. Mm. I would almost be willing to bet you'd prefer the plum pudding. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll bet you an apple pie that I can tell. You'll bet me an apple pie? Yeah. We'll have to set that up then. That's worth taking the bet for. Yeah. I'll bake you an apple pie, and you have to bake me chili if I win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not fair All right. trade. All right. Now, next question here. When you're smoking your nightcap cigar or you're enjoying your nightcap pipe, your fireside pipe, um, do you like to have anything with it? Nothing? Food? Drink? What's, you know, in the best, again, in the best of all possible worlds, what do you accompany your nightcap smoke with? Um, a good, a good bourbon and some cheese and crackers. Okay, and so not both crappy. food and drink. Yep, not some, not some crappy cheese either. I mean, some good not some cheese. crappy cheese. What's your favorite kind of cheese? Oh, jeez, I can't put my you name. Just don't on. know, Dave. You just don't know. Uh, Brie, cheddar, definitely cheese. brie. Is, brie is definitely up there. Uh, Parmesan. I love cheddars. Um, cheddar, aged cheddar, aged cheddar. Yep. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember specific names of those, but pretty much like you know, real aged and and uh, sharp cheddars. And, or or like a spreadable, like a brie or something mm-hmm. like that. I love brie, too. Brie is a fantastic mm. cheese. I, and I have to admit, I, there's a good there's a good size wedge of brie waiting for Thanksgiving in my fridge. Mm. It's that's those, fantastic stuff. With those veggie roasted Triscuit crackers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, if you're like me, Dave... You have probably started to find that as your pipe collection grows, and I know yours has. Mm-hmm. A little uh, bit. Yeah, don't lie. I think you've probably been like me. You have found that some pipes favor some tobaccos more than others. Do you have do you have a favorite pipe? that you like to have your nightcap pipe smoke in. I I do, but it depends on what I'm smoking. 
So if okay, I'm, if so I'm smoking um, something, um, you know, Latakia forward, uh, I'll I'll go for my um, I'll go for uh, my um, oh, yes, my Nording, yes, freehand Nording. Mm -hmm. Don't you have like eight freehand Nordings? I wish I did. No, and then I have well, I have this other you know freehand Nording, um, and this is usually what I go for like my Virginias. Um, mm -hmm. And then for like uh, aromatics, I'll use my church warden or my nose warmer. Oh, what's your nose warmer, Dave? I didn't know you actually had a nose warmer. Mm, yeah, yes. My my, <laughs> what is it? My note that you you note by point zero two, which is just a little bit more than a nose warmer. Mm -hmm. Come on, well, mm -hmm. it, it's a nose warmer. It's a short. Mm -hmm. It's a short pipe. I have a, a short I pipe. I have a big nose. Short pipe, mm. not nose warmer. Now, this. However, I do. I do have my eye on an unfinished Savinelli short pipe mm -hmm. or nose warmer. I'm not sure. I didn't measure it yet, Dan. You didn't measure so. it yet. Mm. Then it's probably not nose warmer. Yeah. Um, this is one of my favorite nightcap pipes. My Savinelli Eleganza. Um, mm -hmm. 611. I believe it's 611. Let's see what it says here on the side. I'm going to pull my glasses down so I can actually see. Uh, can't quite see. Um, but it's one of my favorite nightcap pipes. This is one of my favorite pipes for Virginia Periques, like the um, uh, Esoterica Dunbar here. And this smokes Virginia Periques really well. You know, I have really found one of my favorite tobaccos, and I said this last week, one of my favorite tobaccos is GLP's Cumberland. Mm -hmm. And I have a Moonshine Devil's Ants. Devil Ants. It's a short nose warmer pipe. It's like that long. <laughs> uh, pretty and short. It smokes the Cumberland better than any other pipe I have. And if I'm in the mood for some GLPs Cumberland, that's the pipe I'm going for. I'm almost thinking of making it exclusive to that tobacco mm. because it smokes that pipe, it smokes that tobacco so well. And, you know, other th it smokes good other things, but the best thing it smokes is Cumberland. And I'm thinking, mm. why not just make it my Cumberland, Cumberland pipe? Mm. If it smoked, if it makes that, that tobacco a better experience than every other pipe I have, and I have something like 20, why mm. not just make that unique to that? You probably should. You should probably just probably know, make should. a pouch just for that pipe and tobacco. Mm. Mm. Do you have, Cumberland do you have pipes, Dave? Do you have pipes that you just use one type or one brand of yep. tobacco in? So my Carolina Red Flake, I will only smoke that in my unfinished Nording, my freehand Nording. That's unfinished. Yep. It, it just I've smoked it out of all my pipes, and it, for some reason the Virginias just pop so well in it. Yeah. Yep. 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 And it's that long, narrow bowl that's super deep. You know? mm -hmm. Now, 
and COVID, stuff like the rope, like stuff like the ropes, like uh, brown mm-hmm. number four or black and brown Irish X. Those yeah. to me, I only smoke in my uh, church warden. Okay, my fourth gen. <clears throat> so the cooler smokes, you know, you the the, the you leave the browns and the blacks for and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, COVID, you know, one of the things about COVID, Dave, is mm. that it has affected the production of movies. And you and I are both into movies. We're both movie-loving people. Mm-hmm. Very true. And... It's affected TV production as well. Um, you know, kind of getting back to what we were talking about in the first half of the show, one of the shows that really affected is The Blacklist. Mm. And, you know, right in the middle of season eight, um, which I think is the last season that's on Netflix right now, um, it's either eight or nine, but I think it's I think it's eight on Netflix COVID came out in the middle of it, and it literally stopped production. And it stopped production in the middle of one of the episodes. And the actors, so it's a short season, which ticked me off because I love The Blacklist. Mm -hmm. And the actors were like, what do we do? We've got half this episode done. What do we do? And so they 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 ended up animating half the episode. Huh. So half the episode is live action, and half of it is animated. That's hilarious. I can't wait to see it's, that. It's it's hilarious, but I hated the fact that Netflix ended after fifteen episodes. That that mm. Blacklist ended. After 15 episodes. Um, But movies and stuff have all been put off because of uh, COVID. We've seen, for instance, Wonder Woman 1984. That's been put off like four different times because of COVID, you know. And now it's coming out Christmas Day. Maybe it'll come out Christmas Day. Maybe it'll push it back some more. I know that... um, Another movie that a lot of people have been looking forward to, probably you too, Dave, The Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's been put yeah, off. Yeah, that started. People, and then have, people have got COVID who are actors on the movie, so that's been put off and stuff like that. But, like, what are, what are you know, one of the things that I have really felt COVID the most with is that so few movies or television shows have come out because they've all been put on the rack because of COVID. Right? Yep. 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 What are, what even, are some even, of the shows? Uh, even video games have been affected. Like there's, uh, there's one game that was supposed to come out well over a month ago. Um, I'm still waiting for it to come out. It's supposed to come out um, December 10th is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, and one of the main one of the main voice actors is uh, um, geez, I can't believe it, Keanu Reeves. So Keanu um, Reeves had COVID. 
I don't know if he had COVID, but he was one of the the main characters. He was actually just like uh, he started off as just like a side character, and he introduced the game at like E3, and the you know crowd went nuts because everybody loves Keanu Reeves, and um, because of the crowd's reaction and everybody's excitement that he was actually in the game at all, they actually wrote him even more in depth into the game mm-hmm. um as a as a as an npc so um and now they're just uh this is the same the same people who did the witcher okay so, you know so there you can tell that you know that's the caliber of a game this is going to be you know it's something huge something open world customizable freaking everything um and all right uh, so for those of us who don't play all the time what does npc mean uh, non-playing character. Non-playing yeah. character. NPC. So. Mm-hmm. So, um, but set in 2077, uh, cyber uh, implants are like the thing. It's mm-hmm. no different than getting an earring today. Like almost everybody has like an earring or a tattoo or something like that. Right. Uh, right. Cybernetic implants are 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 the new thing and. Uh, they have one for every part and piece of the body. Um, mm. And so the whole, your whole, um, how your, your genes work, how your, you know, your genetics, your, your respiration, um, your breathing, like all that is like controllable and enhanceable. It's crazy. Um, mm. Vision, strength, you know, everything. So mm. it's going to be, it's going to be a pretty fun game. So right, hopefully Dave. it comes out on uh, on the on the tenth, but mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully it's been delayed three times already. So. All right, next question for you, Dave. You ready? Mm. Mm. Let's see. We'll find out. <laughs> Which you like more? Which you think was better? Deadpool one or Deadpool two? Oh, that's a hard choice. Ugh. I feel like come on, come on. I feel like I, on, I like Deadpool two a little better. I feel like it was a little bit Deadpool more polished. Two. Deadpool two, a little bit more what? Polished. Because they found they they found their vibe in like Deadpool one, but mm-hmm. I feel like they really uh, really got into their stride in Deadpool two, mm-hmm. and I I can't wait for the next one. You think there's going to be a Deadpool three? I you know they're I know they're tying them in so they're, they're tying them in. What does that mean? To the, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're they're bringing them. Oh, in. they're putting them in the putting them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What that's what the rumor mill is. Yeah. Mm. So well, you know, one of the things that I don't think is a rumor, but they're actually doing, at least, you know, are planning to do next month, is they're talking to. Um, um. Oh gosh, you see now his name escapes me. Of course, um, Cox is his last name. Very unfortunate, um, but there it is. Um, the guy who played Daredevil in the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To him about bringing him back as the Daredevil, the Daredevil. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I am totally choice. pumped with that. Because he did such a fantastic job playing Daredevil. 
You and, know who would make I'm a... Honest, they're, they're saying they're, they're not really caring so much about the story arc as they are about the actor. Mm -hmm. They want the guy to come play him. So it may or may not follow the same story arc as, as what we saw on Netflix. But, oh my gosh, he was such a fantastic Daredevil. You know that that in the blacklist that the bad cop in season six, yeah, that that killed uh, uh, her husband. Um, I feel like he would make a great kingpin. Mm. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna butcher his name, but Vincent DeFaronzo, or is that? How you pronounce the name? Vincent somebody who played the Kingpin in the Daredevil series. Did a great job. So amazing. I would love to see him play Kingpin in the Marvel Universe. That would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I like the actor they had for Luke Cage, too. I thought he was perfect. Yeah, yeah, he was very good, too. He was very good too. Um, all right. Which do you think was better so far, Dave? Mandalorian season one or season two? Mm. Oh, I, think I don't think I can choose. Two? I don't think, think I can choose. Two? No, I, I'm liking season two. Plus the, the episode lengths are, are kind of stay more stable, I think. Mm. Um I'm 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 loving the season two. Um, I can't wait to see Ahsoka Tano. So um, the episode with everybody's... the spiders, the spiders in that frozen wasteland, that was that was cool. That was an awesome. Yeah, with, the, with him with Baby Yoda eating all the eggs, that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! That's so Stupid much controversy over that. Oh um, my uh, gosh. Like yeah. the mom didn't know the eggs were missing. Come on. She never said anything. I thought there were 20, but now there's only 15. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they were they were unfertilized, by the way. So they weren't they weren't it's like no different from eating an egg. That's what someone from the set said. Um mm -hmm. so it wasn't like, you know, it was it was actually like, you know, you know, him eating children or anything like that. I yeah. think that's why like it uh you know, what was it like the next episode where you got to see him see one of them born, and he yeah. was like all happy to see it born, like oh my gosh, like it's a wonderful. Tadpole. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I think they're doing a great job. Better with it. than season one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We will, yes. we would like season two. Season one better than season one. Season one was kind of. Okay, this could be good. Season two is now like, okay, I think you're good. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's got a lot more potential there. You think they're going to, uh, I think they're going to drag it out and Ahsoka Tano will be the end of season two. I think that's when you get to meet her. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know, they're going to drag it out. I mean, it's, it's what these shows are all about. Yeah. Now, speaking well, you've got to get there, so. Speaking of dragging out, The Boys, season oh. one or season two? Oh, season two is the best. Season two is season the best. Season two is the best? I mean, and 
you know, it's kind of like the way it ended. It's like they could they can really blossom this up into going nuts. And not to mention the uh, the the amount of spinoffs you could do with this show are endless. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's true. And spin-offs the uh, oh my gosh, so it's uh, I, I love it. Uh, give me more. It was great. <laughs> but season two was, you know, you didn't you didn't know if like you know, um, oh, what's his name. Oh, Dave, come on. Come on. If the Homelander was going to kill someone in every scene, you just didn't know. You're like, is he going to just kill him? Is he going to kill him? Is he going to kill him? Oh, you know? Homelander oh, it's just it's crazy. Psychopath. Yeah. He's a psychopath now. He's just, he's the guy you love to hate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you season see that someone made a fan? Amazing. Season one was someone awesome. made a. Excuse there me. There was a. Someone made a fan trailer of Superman versus Homelander. Oh, really? No, I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah, and they 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 hacked it together perfectly. So mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely perfect. It looks like it's going to be a trailer for a movie of Superman versus Homelander, and it's just perfectly done. But you should look it up. It's absolutely awesome. Homelander is freakishly evil. He's mm-hmm. just he's just so perfect. Perfectly cast, you know. Well, the guy's playing the role like, like he was born for it. So. Yeah, yeah, he is. Hopefully, he's not nicer in real life. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, he's nicer in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave. So this is your first experience with Dunbar, one of my favorite tobaccos, one of my favorite fireside tobaccos. What What do you think? When it's lit, I think it's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> but it, it is, it, That's fair. That's fair. You know, I think that was like uh, kind of like the same thing happened when we first smoked the the brown number four on the show too. Is uh, Nick was just he he just wanted to love it so much, but he couldn't keep it lit. He gave up. <laughs> you had to relight a lot. Mm. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Definitely had to to relight a lot, but you know, I'm you know me, I'm a big Virginia fan. So, and the fact that this is so Virginia forward to me is, and the the Perique is kind of like the retro hail, which is perfect. I love the Perique retro hail. There's really nothing better than it, except maybe a strong Oriental kind of tide. This is just, especially with this particular drink. Mm. It is so fruity sweet. And, you know, that stewed fruit, stone fruit kind of sweetness, mm-hmm. um, some really nice bread notes, some hay, um, maybe some citrus here and there, but figs, raisins, especially in the retro, that, you know, a nice peppery spice from the Perique. This is just a great way to end your night totally fantastic i love it i can't can't say enough about this stuff you know i like i said i know stonehaven and penzance get the top billing as far as a lot of the reviews are 
or, or anything goes with Penzine, with uh, Esoterica tobaccos. But yeah, this stuff is really amazing, and I love it. I love having it in my um, rotation. It's great, great stuff. It was funny too, like earlier earlier this evening. Um, Paul asked what we were going to do for pipe tobacco, and I told him what we were doing, and it, he just rolled his eyes and was like, oh, "Like, you know, why did he make plans?" <laughs> he was. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul would really like this stuff, and I know Nick really does Nick, too. Yep. Yeah, Nick, Nick really loves his tobacco. Yeah. It's one of his favorites. And, you know, Nick is really an over-the-top, in-your-face kind of smoke guy. He likes the real strong, full-flavored, 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 in-your-face stuff. This is not. This is very nuanced. It's it's medium at best, right, Dave? Yep. It's It's medium, medium but complex. But it's very complex. And for whatever reason, Nick can appreciate that. Which is really weird, because he usually doesn't appreciate the finer things in life. He just appreciates yep. the sucker punch. The sucker <laughs> the punch. Bite. That's what Nick likes. But this mm-hmm. stuff he really, really likes, and yep. it's really, really good. It's it's one of my favorite tobaccos. Um, I almost always have a, a tin that I can smoke. Not all the time, because again, the stuff is rare. It's hard to find. But very, very good stuff. Yeah, we, so, got some, we got some Dunbar left, though. Come on down and get some Dunbar. Mm-hmm. We got some bags of the stuff, too, mm-hmm. which is eight-ounce bags. Now, next week, November 30th, um, we're going to be doing an all-pipe show. And oh, it's going to be an aged tobacco show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be featuring a tin that we were graciously given by a customer of Nightcap, Dunhill Nightcap from 2011. Wow. We're going to be smoking that back-to-back with Nightcap, which is now Peterson from 2020. Now, for those of you who are not in the know, Dunhill which has been making Nightcap for years and is the name that everybody associates with it, was actually made for them by Scandinavian Tobacco Group. When Dunhill exited the the pipe tobacco business a couple of years ago, (coughs) Scandinavian Tobacco Group acquired the rights to the name and the recipe from Dunhill. So mm-hmm. even though it's now under the Peterson brand, which is a brand that, that Scandinavian Tobacco Group owns, mm-hmm. because they've been making it for Dunhill for like a decade and a half, the only thing that's changed is the name on the label. On the tin. Yeah. The name on the label, the labels are the same. The tin is the same. The tobacco is the same. The blend, the blending process, all of that is the same. Okay, but we're going to be hardly ever happens. <laughs> we're going to be trying this tobacco that's nine years old versus tobacco that is was produced and released this year, and that's telling tough. you 
what the difference is. You're not going to want to miss it. So the first half of the show, we'll be smoking the new stuff. The second half of the show, we'll be smoking the aged stuff. You're not going to want to miss that show. Now, it's all pipe tobacco. So mm, people like Kendall, good. who like to watch the show, probably not going to be so interested. But if you're a pipe guy, mm. or if you're thinking about pipe stuff, or if you're interested at all in how tobacco, aging tobacco changes the profile and taste and flavor and body of the tobacco and strength of the tobacco, you're going to want to watch this. It's mm. going to be great episode nightcap 2011 versus nightcap 2020 you are not going to want to miss it no so sir. Should we join with us on facebook next week at uh, facebook.com nj uh, forward slash njbs podcast and at uh, not just blowing smoke on instagram so that you don't miss a thing until then this has been pastor padron via fireside saying stay smoky my friends and that's not just blowing smoke good night peeps you've been listening to not just blowing smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge expertise and fun of twins smoke shop new england's premier smoke shop right to you wherever you are whenever you want it you can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fancy guard.